With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Kids A to Z with Dr. T. I'm your host, Teresa Signorelli. And I'm here talking to you a little bit more today about um, um, emergent literacy, so beginning reading skills. And... I'm at my favorite website, which is that of the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association, and they have a section on their website uh, that's meant for the public um, talking about, um, like I said, um, early literacy skills. And their section here is called Let's Talk, and it's um, by a number, it's written by a number of um, leaders in our field, from Roth, Diane, Paul, and Anne-Marie Periotti. And they're talking about, um, as I had mentioned, early literacy, early reading, and writing development. And what they talk about here is how children start to learn language from the day they are born. And I really argue that they do so even earlier in utero because that's when they're able to start perceiving sounds and even responding to them. So as children develop, as they grow, their speech and language skills, as you would expect, become more complex, more sophisticated, they start to learn and learn language, use language, understand it. They're able to express their ideas and their thoughts and their feelings with other people. And during early speech development, the skills that these children are learning are really important because they're the foundation of their reading and writing skills. And the stage is referred to as the emergent literacy stage. And, it, and as I said, it starts really early. It starts at birth and at birth, and it continues through the preschool years. Children see um, and interact with print. They, they, see picture, they see magazines, they see books, they see signs, they see um, uh, grocery lists even, and, and all their interactions throughout the day, and they see these everywhere. They see it at home, they see it at school, they see it on the streets, um, etc. And this is well, well before they get into their primary or elementary school years. And parents can see that their child's um, development of understanding, and, and some might even say appreciation, of being able to notice signs and um, how they enjoy to start recognizing letters. They start scribbling with markers or crayons, and they might even be able to name some letters. Uh, and point out familiar street signs that they see. And gradually, they start to be able to combine what they know about listening and speaking with what they know about things that are in print. And they're become, what's happening is they're becoming ready to learn to read and write. So let's now talk about how spoken language, or these words that you're hearing, and literacy or reading are connected. So as your child's listening and talking during their preschool years, these experiences are preparing them for later skills, skill development in reading and writing as they go into elementary school, as I've, I've mentioned. So this means that children who enter school, whose verbal skills, their language skills are, are weak, they may have difficulty with learning to read relative to 
children whose verbal skills are stronger. So one of the spoken language skills that's very, um, very strongly connected to early reading and writing skills is something called phonological awareness. And a phone is a sound, and so this is awareness of sounds, essentially. So what phonological awareness is, is the ability to recognize that words are made up of separate little sounds, separate little speech sounds. So, for example, um, you might have the word sun, the star that, that shines in the sky. That has the three sounds, uh, mm, and those three sounds go together to create the word sun. And there are a lot of different activities, language or speech activities, that show children um, how, show how children develop in their phonological awareness skills. And these are those rhyming games like, uh, let's see, hat, cat. There's something we know called alliteration, where all the first sounds and the words of a sentence are the same. And the example they give on the ASHA website here is big bears bounce on beds. Another activity is um, isolating a sound. So, um, like the word mom, you would say that the first sound in the word mom is mm. Um, and children can engage really playfully in this kind of sound play, and that's actually very helpful for them um, as they learn to segment all these different sounds. And because eventually what they'll need to do is map these sounds onto that printed letter. And that allows them to begin to learn to read and write. So children, will be, uh, children who perform really well on these sound awareness activities are the ones that show great success later on as readers and writers. And then the children who kind of struggle with being able to isolate that mm from mom um, and point out words that rhyme like cat and hat, they may have more, um, more difficulty developing those reading and writing skills. Now, there are some signs that we could look for to see if our child is at risk for later difficulty acquiring reading skills. Now, in preschool, um, children with speech and language disorders often have trouble reading and writing when they enter school. Um, so that could be a factor. But there are other things that we can look at before children get um, into the school system that includes some physical conditions and even medical conditions. So children who were born prematurely um, and maybe required time in the neonatal intensive care unit, that could be a risk factor. It doesn't mean they will have a problem. It just means that something that it, there's a risk associated with that. So you want to look out for that. Children who have chronic ear infections could be at risk for having trouble with reading and writing down the road. Children who have other uh, things like fetal alcohol syndrome or cerebral palsy, these are also children who might be at risk for developing trouble with reading and writing and language and communication down the road. There are some other developmental disorders, too, that might suggest children could be at risk, such as mental retardation or being on the autism spectrum. Interestingly enough, there's other factors, too, that could put children at risk for having reading trouble, and one of those is poverty. Um, and the home literacy environment, where if a child comes from a family where there's not a strong 
culture of reading and writing, that that could put them at risk for having some trouble learning to read and write as they get older. And of course, there's also the fact of having a family history of language or literacy or reading difficulty. That's also another risk factor for children. Now, there are some early warning signs that you can look out for that the ASHA website talks about. And some of these signs um, could include the persistence of a babyish type of talking, perhaps the absence of an interest in reading books or participating in nursery rhyme games, perhaps if a child is having difficult or un difficulty understanding following simple directions or difficulty learning new concepts or remembering the names of uh, new things and words or letters, and even a failure um, or difficulty recognizing their, a letter in their own name especially, because that's something they are presented with fairly frequently. So now I want to talk to you about who can be of help in terms of developing great literacy and reading skills. One, of course, is a speech-language pathologist, and that's, that's what the ASHA organization is all about, speech-language pathology and audiology. So speech pathologists are really the key, really um, play a key role in promoting early reading and writing skills in children. There's a number of things an SLP or a speech-language pathologist might be able to do. An SLP might be able to prevent a reading problem. They can help identify children who are at risk with reading and writing difficulties. And speech pathologists can provide strategies to help improve um, reading and writing skills and remediate difficulties children have that are reading and writing related. In terms of preventative efforts, speech pathologists can work in collaboration with families and teachers to help sh make sure that children have um, good, high quality, um, and sufficient opportunities to engage in reading and literacy activities, both in the home and in the school setting and elsewhere. Speech pathologists can also help children who are older um, or those who might have developmental delays who have, who have missed out on these opportunities. We can do activities with them to help them try and catch up. So children who have difficulty um, participating in, these, in those early literacy games, those sound activity games, might be referred for further assessment so, or further evaluation so that intervention or treatment activities can begin as soon as possible so that skills can really be developed and fostered in the areas where they're needed. And, and when we get in there and can provide strategies and activities for children in need, we can increase the likelihood that they're going to be successful in learning environments um, and other environments too. So let's talk now about what parents can do to help their children build really great literacy skills. Um, and there's lots of regular activities you can do without really adding extra time into your day because we know how busy everyone is. Um, that said, <laughs> there's also, it's also really important to think about creating scheduled planned reading times where um, you can focus on literacy activities and show children how important reading and writing really are and how easily they can be incorporated into everyday life and 
that it really is fun and enjoy enjoyable, and it's it's a nice way for families to spend time together and work on just general fan, family bonding and things of that nature. So on that note, there's some activities for preschool kids that, that um, the ASHA website talks about. And one is simply just talking with your child and naming objects when you see them, naming events that are going on, naming people that, again, and you're seeing in your everyday environment. Um, I think it's helpful too, whatever little trips, whether you are at home or in the supermarket or at the, um, the, the bakery, use those opportunities to enrich their language by talking about what's there and naming them. Another thing you can do is repeat the sounds that your child is um, saying, the, especially for the little infants who are babbling and, and gurgling. Repeat and repeat those little sound strings that they're saying, and then add on to them, um, expand them, and play with them a little. Uh, another thing you can do is talk to your child as you're doing your daily activities, as you're, for example, sorting the laundry. Say, oh, here's Daddy's shirt. Here's Mommy's shirt. Here's Casey's you know, socks or something like that. Narrate what you're doing as you're going along so children start to associate um, what you're saying with what you're doing. They'll learn the names of things. They can learn the function of things, etc. And, of course, as you're reading with them, bring their attention to print. Uh, as we had mentioned before, having them pointing to stop signs or one-way signs, uh, the, the words on cereal boxes or on milk cartons. Uh, those are all great things that you can do. Um, singing, playing um, those patty cake clapping games and singing and talking or reciting nursery rhymes and all the like is really wonderful. And of course, reading books, um, reading picture books, being able to label and describe the items you see for your child. I'm a fan, I've said in the past, of books that have rhymes and alliteration, the Dr. Seuss books, of course, I'm sure you're familiar with. There's tons of rhyming, um, rhyming language in there. There's a lot of repetition in those books, too. Repetition is really, really wonderful for children um, as they learn. You'll see that you'll be rereading your children's favorite books. Um, that's um, a really wonderful learning tool uh, for children. It lets them once they know a story and, or they can predict what's going on, you can start a sentence and let them finish it. You can start to say the name of an item and stop and let them finish it. When you have redundancy in the activities you do with children, you can do that more and, and pass, um, you know, give them opportunities to talk more about things as well. Um, let's see. Um, as, you, as, you, as you're reading to your children in their books, you can draw drag your finger across the words um, from left to right like we do in English. Um, again, you're getting them ready. It's a, it's a reading readiness kind of thing. And um, another big thing that I think is good to do is to encourage your children to talk to you. Have them tell you a story. Have them uh, tell, give them a picture. I know we have such wonderful technology and everyone has these wonderful cell phones and we're taking pictures of everything. That's a really great opportunity for us to get our children to reflect and talk about their day. Maybe you went to a pumpkin patch in October. You can look at those pictures and have them tell mommy or daddy what was going on. And especially if 
if daddy took them on the weekend while mommy was shopping and you come back, then their children can share that experience with mom and tell her about their day. Again, um, you can even write down um, a little script underneath to describe it and have them watch you write it and you can say it with them and have them repeat you. That could be a really great way to help them build those early literacy skills. Um, and so I, that's pretty much all I wanted to say for today. And again, this is the ASHA website I'm reviewing with you. It's the uh, section on emergent literacy. And if you ever have concerns about your child's speech development or language development, the ASHA website really, really is a wonderful resource. And as you see, part of what we do as speech-language pathologists is um, we deal with reading and writing. That's a form of communication. So I do encourage you to, to look at the ASHA website. It's www.asha.org. And again, they have wonderful information for parents. And I hope this was helpful for you. There's some redundancy across <laughs> this talk here and the talk before it, but um, redundancy is good. So thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Teresa with Kids A to Z with Dr. T. If you'd like to stay around, I'm going to review an article um, on early language being the key to children's literacy by Dr. Elizabeth, Elizabeth McCrea, who is the ASHA president. And this is an article she did in Parent Guide News. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. T. I'm here with a little kids news extra to talk to you about um, early language. And, um, and language is really so important. And then the article that I'm going to talk about today, um, it comes out of Parent Guide News. Um, and it's online. They have some print publications. And this particular article was written by Elizabeth McCrea. Um, and Dr. McCrea is a speech-language pathologist. And she's a um, professor emerita from the Department of Speech and Hearing Sciences at Indiana University. And importantly, too, she's the president of ASHA. ASHA is the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association. That's a really wonderful resource if you don't know about it. It's a site that has information for families, for the public, but ASHA is also the certifying body that accredits university programs in speech language pathology and audiology and gives certification to clinicians so that they can practice in the field. So it's, as I said, it's a really nice resource if you want to find about language and communication um, and speech development as well. Those are different, and we can talk about that another time about those specific differences. So I'm going to go through this article on early language that Dr. McCrea wrote for Parent Guide News. And um, so she talks about the development of communication skills beginning in infancy. Um, and so long before a child is ever able to speak that first word, um, and in that first year of life, they're responding to sounds. They're making gestures. They're babbling. Um, and they're mimicking sounds often um, that they're hearing in their environment. And this is a good predictor of what their future social and emotional development skills are going to be like, too. Also, as, as what their literacy um, skills will be like and the success they have academically. Well, so it's really critical that parents encourage and foster language development very early in a child's life. And parents uh, would be well served to pay good attention, close attention, to how their child is um, reaching different milestones and noting if they're on par with other children their age um, or if, if there's a little bit of a lag there, if there's a little bit of a delay. 
And so um, parents really play a very, very critical uh, role in addressing um, an emerging problem, um, whether it be a speech or language problem. And it's through early intervention, by, by intervening early, getting in there um, soon, that they can really even prevent later social or academic problems down the line. Um, Dr. McCrea then talks a little bit specifically about social and emotional development. And she says how each, uh, early speech and language development really are closely tied to positive social development and positive emotional development. And if children are struggling to communicate, they might also have trouble connecting with uh, their family members, with their siblings, their parents, and, and peers and friends. And they might become hesitant or even self-conscious. And that can lead to um, perhaps a tendency to withdraw in um, a social way. And at school, um, that can, can be problematic too. They could become the par targets of bullying, and that might even further discourage them from interacting even more with peers. Next, Dr. McCrea talks about literacy and academic success. And she talks about how um, during the early stages of speech and language development, children learn skills that are really, really critical to literacy and how they are going to be, um, how they're going to fare in the school environment. Um, and it's really that it's really the spoken language that provides the base, the basis or that foundation for later writing and reading skills. So, <clears throat> excuse me, children can really learn to appreciate books. They can learn the alphabet and scribble on paper long before they're able to read. And these are all precursors to what we think of as reading and writing. Uh, they're pre-literacy skills, I might call them. So, right, just looking at those picture books looking and identifying alphabetic letters and scribbling on paper, those are really key literacy skills. Um, and if a child begins in elementary school with poor language skills, they're likely to have, um, they may be likely to have problems developing these literacy skills um, than those students who have stronger learning abilities. So what do you do? Next, Dr. McCrea talks about um, Having everyday interactions um, and playing with your children really plays a very important um, critical role in developing their speech and language skills. Talking with them, having conversations, exposing them to lots of conversations, making reactions to the faces they make or the sounds that they make, um, narrating what you're doing um, as you're setting the table. Talk about mommy has a plate, mommy has a dish things of that nature, and just singing with them, too, is really fun. That truly engages them. And, of course, reading, um, pointing, to book, uh, pointing to pictures in books, naming them, um, and talking, having them hold them and turn the pages. Those are all really wonderful things that you can do. Next, Dr. McCrea points out how ASHA has some other specific things parents can do. So, and you're going to do different things depending on the age of your child. So in terms of children who are babies or toddlers, something you can do is repeat sounds like da-da and ba-ba um, or the sounds that your child is making, and then you can build up from those. You might um, teach your baby how to imitate different actions, those peek-a-boo games, those clapping games, uh, waving, 
um, blowing kisses, all those kinds of things. So it's a reciprocal activity. You do something, they do something. That's an early skill um, that they need to acquire, that back and forth, because when you think about it as an adult, when you have a conversation, one person goes and then the other person goes. And so adults and older children do it with sen sentences and paragraphs, etc. But babies and younger children can just do it with gestures and smiles. But that back and forth, knowing that there's a turn-taking um, part of a conversation, that's, a, that's an important early skill for them to have that they have to get first before they can do that with words. Another thing parents can do is expand on the words that their children might say. So um, if your child sees um, a ball and says ball, you can respond by saying, that's right, ball, big ball, or maybe red ball, or maybe, you know, Casey's ball, something like that. So you're building on the utterance that they gave you. Um, I had mentioned earlier about books and rhymes. The peekaboo, that's really something important. Asha is a big supporter of that. Um, and another thing you probably have noticed, that your children like to read the same books over and over. This is actually a really, really wonderful learning and teaching tool. The predictability of a story that they know um, gives you an opportunity to maybe, as you're reading the sentence, stop and let them finish. It helps them practice over and over. Redundancy is a real important part of the learning process. And we can see inherently children gravitate to wanting to do things in a redundant way. They love hearing the same songs over and over and books over and over, et cetera. So um, another thing you can do with your babies and your toddlers, as you come, as they experience new things across the, uh, the year, there's different holidays, there's different family events, those are really nice opportunities for you to do different things with them. Every holiday, um, most holidays have very specific rituals built around them. That's a nice um, way for you to introduce new vocabulary, new activities, incorporate maybe visits to, um, if it's, say, um, Thanksgiving time, and uh, we know how Thanksgiving is so tied around food, maybe that's a nice time to go to a farm and see the different types of vegetables growing and things of that nature. And things like um, giving early writing instruments, uh, crayons, markers, papers for scribbling, it doesn't matter if your little ones can't draw something pretty like you might think an adult might or if they're coloring out of the lines. Having your babies and your toddlers just hold those items in their hand, try and, uh, try and scribble across the paper, they have to build that hand control and get a sense for what the writing process is like and so that you need to be able to do that before you could really hold a pencil and write. So those are really important early literacy skills, I'd say, that babies and toddlers need to build. So next, in terms of building literacy skills that Asha suggests that Dr. McCrea talks about in her article, for children ages three to five, follow your child's directions as she explains um, how to do something. You might look at family pictures and have your child explain what's happening in each one as if they're reading a story to you. Point out to your child different printed words that are around you. If you see a street sign, if you see uh, signs in a building, or maybe even on cereal boxes, point out those printed words to them so they start to make that association between the printed word um, and, and the meaning and the sound, too. A big one, of course, is to go to the library and help your child select books that interest them. And in terms of books and stories, 
read as many different types of stories as you can. Um, alphabet books, picture books, um, fairy tales and nursery rhymes, even poems. I love the idea of poems, actually. Um, especially poems for children, they rhyme. That's a, there's, the more rhymes that they hear, I think, is nice in terms of them being able to learn the sound structures of their language, which are going to help them later in life in terms of reading and writing. So poems, to me, are, are a big plus. Things you can do also is to ask your, question, ask your child questions about what was just read. See if they can, what types of questions they can answer. See if, especially a child in this age, see if they, what they can predict about what might happen next in a story. Get them to think about what they're reading about. Um, that, that could be a really helpful thing as well. Um, I had mentioned um, talking, pointing to the signs. This is another similar thing that they talk about in the article, is that writing your child's name um, on pictures and drawings, that can help them start to associate the sounds of the letters. And again, it's, it's showing them that those squiggly letters, those squiggly lines, those letters can represent uh, something else. Next, um, in the article, Dr. McCrea talks about um, signs that might indicate there's some kind of communication problem. And um, so, as I had mentioned earlier, being attuned to how your child's developing and looking for signs early on is really important because if there is a problem, the earlier we can get in there and fix it um, or help it, the better. And the thought is that the earlier we get in, we might even be able to prevent some problems from happening. So there are some signs that parents can look out for when um, they're observing their children's communication behaviors. So let's let's look at um, children in infancy, really through through all older ages of childhood. If they're not responding to you or they're not following sound in general, that's something that should indicate to you that there might be something up, that there may be a problem. If they're not interacting socially, again, through, in, through the age of infancy and up, if there's no social interaction or not enough social action according to maybe what your gut tells you, that could indicate that there's some kind of communication problem. If your child, maybe from about the year um, age range, from about one year and, and up, if they're not understanding what you say to them, that could be an indication that they're having some trouble developing their speech and language skills. And from about the age of 18 months to two years, if they're just saying a few sounds or just a few words or maybe some pointing gestures or waving, they're just saying a few of those, the age range of 18 months to two years, that could indicate that there's some trouble too um, or trouble as well. Then once a child's around two years, if they're not starting to combine words together, that could be an indication that they may be a little delayed in their speech and language development. Um, and hopefully, and, and potentially over time, a disorder. So if, if, again, if they're at the age of two years old and they're not combining words, um, that could indicate a problem and, and you should be speaking with a speech-language pathologist. And um, if around the age of three to four years, if they're struggling to say some sounds and struggling to say some words, that that is also an indication that there could be some trouble. So what do you do about finding help? Next, Dr. McCrea talks about early identification, as we've said a number of times already, uh, and how important that is. So the earlier we identify, we reduce the chances that the problem could get worse or that it would persist. So we're looking to really just to reduce chances here. 
So the earlier we get in, the, the better we can help. And it really can be helpful for children regardless of what their main areas of struggle are, whether it's reading or writing, um, interpersonal relationships with friends and family, um, their ability to, school work, to do their schoolwork. The earlier we get in and help them and give them structure and give them strategies, um, the better off they'll be. So if you do have concerns about your child's speech and language skills and you want to learn more, I had mentioned um, ASHA earlier, the American Speech Language and Hearing Association. The website is www.asha.org. And ASHA has a great campaign called Identify the Signs. That's another place you can go as well. And that's identifythesigns.org. So if your child is seeing, uh, showing any of these signs, the person to confer with or refer to is a certified speech-language pathologist. That's the person who is the expert in the development of communication, be it speech communication, so the sounds that you're hearing, or language, which is that um, intellectual, cognitive um, part of communication. So again, refer to ASHA. There's a ton of information. and. That, in a nutshell, is Dr. McCrea's article. Um, again, that came from Parent Guide News, which is also a really wonderful resource for parents. They have print magazine and a lovely website online as well. And I thank you for tuning into this um, section of Kids A to Z with Dr. T. Have a great day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.